Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Eric Killraven and Zeke Stain. My name is Ashley Hobley, the Explosion Network's resident watcher. Joining me today, Ultimate Kieran Martian. It is I f- for like to join in a hopefully a venting session about Marvel's What If. Yep. And also joining us, the astonishing Dylan Blight. I feel like the show gets darker um, and just more teasing as we continue the show. Lots of one-parters, unfinished stories. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll get to that. Um, but let's... Having worked it out today, we're talking about the latest episode of What If... What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? Directed by Brian Andrews, written by Matthew Chansey. An American soldier called Killmonger rescues Tony Stark when his Humvee is attacked in Afghanistan. Uh, Kieran, what do you think of this episode of What If? Uh, I think overall it was good. I just feel like there's a lot of jumps in, like, character logic to make this What If happens that kind of annoys the shit out of me. Um... And it's just really my new things. I think there's, you know, this is the what if of what if everything goes perfectly for Killmonger and everything kind of goes in his favor very much. But even to the point of just little things like him, like Killmonger apparently being able to wipe Jarvis completely was is kind of insane to me uh, in terms of just, you know, Jarvis was previously attacked by another greater AI and still managed to kind of make himself a copy of himself somewhere before being absorbed into um into Ultron. Like This is Jarvis just, version one though, to be fair. Yeah. It is, but still I'm sure I'm sure Jarvis version one would it, it's not even Jarvis version one. It's it's not even Jarvis that my problem is. My thing is, okay, is Killmonger actually that good with computer systems and technology to get through any of Tony's system? Especially even if Tony was somewhat suspicious of him and knew that he'd killed um Rody. knew that he'd killed Rody. don't you think that there would be a lot more stuff done around about this like then just tony just being like nah i'm just gonna flatten you with my i don't know i guess it depends on what your perception of this tony stark is if all of tony's kind of forethought and deception kind of came out of the incidents of um of Afghanistan, and does that mean that because of his ego, he's overlooking those kinds of things from it? I don't know. It's a. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie, in this episode, that I'm like, what the characters would be able to like. I'm sure. Why haven't the people of Wakanda got the ability to look into this guy when he comes presenting himself and get the information of, hey, he's been plastered all over the uh, news with Tony Stark for the last like however long and. He's also mm. the front of the army of the U.S. American Army and stuff like that, and like that kind of stuff just doesn't come out. I don't know. I feel like in many ways, like they are just far too trusting, and too far too many things just go completely his way in a in a kind of hoping that people kind of switch off and don't really think about everything with it. Yeah, that's fair. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, I really liked it. The only part that I'd agree on the part that annoyed me was the fact that the Wakandans didn't know who he was because it just that that's the only thing that got to me was that I just don't get how he's all over TV. They don't have and the, news. Over the they've Wakanda. never not implied they've never implied Wakandans don't keep up with what's happening in the outside world. Mm. Everything we've seen in the movies and whatever else, it was implied they don't particularly want to get involved, but it wasn't that they were cut off 
and oblivious to what was happening in the rest of the world, especially when they're always wanting to keep an eye out for people who have got um, Wakandan artifacts or vibranium or whatever, and they're tracking down Ulysses' claw, and they're always trying to have their ear to the ground to figure out who's who's trading and that sort of stuff so they can stop them. It doesn't really make sense that they have no idea who Killmonger is. <laughs> like, that was the only part that annoyed me. Um, otherwise, if I was to not try and think about that i actually really, really liked it because it's i mean black panther's my favorite marvel movie so and killmonger's i think the best marvel villain probably in my opinion um and you just get more of him here and you got michael b jordan back doing the voice and everything so it still just feels like killmonger he's still got the soundtrack like the first time they when he saves tony at the start and they bring in his music right there as he begins mm. sh- shooting those people i was like oh that's fucking cool um but, and a lot of it a lot of the back and forth of characters, for the most part, I think everything sort of made sense with what characters were doing in this alternate universe, like the way everyone else was reacting in certain moments, the way Pepper was like, even though she wasn't like in a proper relationship with Tony here, the way she acts is fine, the way um, Happy reacts and gets jealous, like the, all all these other characters, Ulysses Claw still just being Andy Circus, being Andy Circus, like everything, everything else was like cool, fun, great time. Um, even the uh, War Machine, Rhodey, sort of, this is prior to any, you know, Iron Man 2 type, type things happening. So he's still just sort of military dude-esque and he's happy to play along and be the puppy dog. And they go, made, they made a mistake. They should have made him look like Terrence Howard. And it's weird. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. They want um, you to forget, forget, forget. <laughs> they very much want you to forget. Um, but yeah, I, I did quite enjoy it. I enjoy the general idea of it like the what if scenario and the story they're playing around with and i'd uh, i'd put i'd still put it in the top half of the episodes i would say that one little thing sort of without them explaining like they could have that was the one little thing that stood out even then right after the point where i felt like the writing was a little bit on the nose where he just kept being like i'm here to serve wakanda or i'm here to i'm after getting revenge for my father if if the per right if the person sat across from you is like, I want to get revenge for my father, and you know that you're the one that killed him, wouldn't you be a little bit like a little bit on guard or a little bit more suspect of Eric in that way? Because it certainly wasn't the American. Like, yeah, I don't know. There was just there was just a lot of things where it was like nobody really seems to give a flying fuck that uh but I guess, you know what, we found out the other thing that's different about this What If Universe was um, T'Challa froze. And as the mm. Black Panther, he never freezes. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> You're banned from saying that on this podcast, and you, you keep saying it. <laughs> I haven't received a cease and desist yet. So I don't I'm, know how, he, I don't know how you interpret him freezing. I mean, I think he got assaulted by a... He got a, he froze to the uh, ear thing. The ear thing made him freeze up. I don't think, called, I don't think that's freezing. Freezing is when you actively choose. Like, inadvertently choose. <laughs> I don't know. Do you inadvertently Subdued. choose to... Do no, you like, inadvertently you know how he froze to, when you... <laughs> I never get frozen. <laughs> Even then, do you choose to, like, succumb to the temperature drops to the point where it freezes your molecular structure? Is that a choice? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> For some people. Man, 
All these people that have froze, like Jack from Titanic, he should have just chose not to freeze. No, all these people on top of Mount Everest, I mean, what are they doing? Just just choose not to freeze. Oh, my God. The lack of Jack from Titanic cheese. did choose to freeze. There was room on that <laughs> fucking chart. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Point proven. Uh, yeah, I liked the episode as well, just mostly because it's cool to see Killmonger back in the, probably the only fashion we'll ever get to see him kind of ever again. Uh, but yeah, like you said, obviously the kind of plot holes and elements of like everything kind of working perfectly to plan. And it seems like everything working out for him and that kind of stuff. So and it's almost a little... like a little too perfect. Like, I don't know. Just yeah. And just, just everybody going on. And then T'Challa's dad's like, yeah, nephew. Sure. I murdered your dad, but let's play nice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's let's not forget about that part of the story, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see him and like apparent, yeah, out of nowhere. Apparently, it was a massive like he's an MIT, no, Harvard student. It was no MIT, MIT. No, MIT. He's got right. a thesis on this kind of stuff on on giant mechs, Gundams, you know. I like I like he his one anime. line. Yeah, I like anime. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just yeah, it's just I don't know. I think the writing could have just been a little bit tighter, or have it be that there's like a more calculated way that Killmonger has organized everything to fall into place, rather than just you know, it just happens to have happened out. Like, I don't think it's the writing. I think it's trying to fit this story in under thirty minutes. That forces them to have to, sloppy writing. To yeah, give not cut corners, go into specifics, and not explain yeah. things, and everything else. Like it's it's yeah, I can't really bl- blame it particularly on the writing. It's just it feels like you know you give but someone is that a challenge, like trying to trying to go too big. Then it's sh- it's showing the the it's weird though because this is now a couple episodes where we've got a cliffhanger where you obviously know they could return for a part two, and you're like. Okay, well, why can't we have like just gone for a part three and done half of this in one episode and given some more time? Well, like, yeah, do you not yeah. want to commit? Like, just if you're gonna it's, do two parts, do three parts. It's like they almost bit off too much. Like, it's I, I, I think like they could have even extended to the point of him killing Tony and setting up the Americans against Wakanda. I think that is a fine cliffhanger, cliffhanger. moment. Like that is a that is that would be a fine cliffhanger. You know, of- no way, cliffhanger actually. You cliffhanger with him standing in front of all the the robots just as he's walked into Wakanda. Yeah, that's where I'd cliffhanger. It. Yeah, yeah, like, like that, that what's, stuff what's is... he gonna do next? Is he gonna kill Wakanda? I mean, I think what's the idea happen? is that yeah, they're meant to be open ended <laughs> stories that you know they were. I don't know that they're actually going to follow through on any of these. No, uh, but even if there was a cliffhanger there, it, you could still be like, oh shit, open ended story. Especially if they stretched out the Tony Stark bit, because then the story becomes the relationship between him and Tony more so, and the open-ended story is, oh, what's he hap- what happens now that he's got this army? It still works, as long as you yeah. give a fulfilled story, and the fulfilled story was his and Tony's relationship, because they've now done a full half an hour to yeah. it. Yeah, they don't actually- explain that it, You would actually feel something about Killmonger killing Tony, as very much it feels like Tony was a means to an end. Yeah, you know, there wasn't any conflict, especially the which would be especially the way they write it. Where he's like, Tony's like, I thought it was you and me against the world. I was like, like he's nah. been in it. He's known each other for like five minutes, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, well, I don't, I don't I feel like he's a, liked each other at all. I feel like there's a there's a there was a sense of 
There's a sense of periods of time jumping at this point, but also at the same time, there was nothing in the show to actually give context to that time jump and to like how long this had gone on for. Like it was, it's just a yeah. I don't know. Nah, it feels it very break. weird. <laughs> it feels very weird. Tony Stark just kind of very quickly and very freely just giving this guy the keys to the kingdom. Like just kind yep. of the just the he saved his life. Sudden, the, well, I would say yes and no. The because- he picked up a missile and threw it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, Tony reacts after Tony comes back from escaping in, in the Iron Man story we know, he is very, like, sort of just doing crazy shit, and that's because, obviously, he escaped he with his life, shit, and he, yeah. he does things. So you can sort of play along the same thing as, well, the Tony we know did some crazy things when he got back. This one didn't get captured, but he still nearly died, so reactionary-wise, him doing crazy things is still sort of in line with the character, from mm. what we know. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just the weird thing of just being like, okay, um, Killmonger rats up, like put, throws out all the dirt on Obadiah Stane, and then Tony is like instantly okay and ready to offer this guy the COO position and jumping yeah. him into the same spot. He's just a bit... I don't know. Once again, they only have a certain amount of time for this uh, to come through, but it just feels very rushed and very kind of... <sighs> You have to kind of look over, overlook a lot of plot holes yeah. or things that yeah. are just. A- it feels like Tony's a bit too open, you know, so a bit too trusting, especially given what we learn later of in our timeline anyway, of him keeping secrets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought it was cool how Killmonger like set up <laughs> Obadiah Stane to pretty much get himself in Tony Stark's good graces. Uh, it was cool hearing the Ten Rings mentioned uh, after Shang Chi. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, Ten Rings. Even though this is the bad version, is this the is this the fake version of the Ten Rings that was? Yeah, I, I think so. I can't. Or is it just like a slide? I, I took it. I took it as the fake ones that yeah. Obadiah was because <sighs> those dudes in the first movie are like, oh, Ten Rings or whatever. Like it's all. Hmm. I think it was Wait supposed to be a, a minute. Sorry, live on the show. I'm just going to quickly check if my cinema reopens tomorrow because uh, Ooh. restrictions left tonight in Victoria. Well, oh. for Greater, greater Shepparton. So, wow, Shepparton. Like, yeah, we, we get... Sorry, I'll just quickly... Awkward. Just, just quickly seeing if I can go watch Shang-Chi. We'll do it live! Doing it live, everyone. Uh, oh, oh. How do you find this out? You just look up the restrictions... Just well, go to the no, cinema well, website. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just oh, go to the. Yeah. I'm just going to the website if, to look to see if it's going to see if there's any bookings available. <laughs> I mean, if the restrictions only just lifted, they might not have updated the website. Nope. Tomorrow at six thirty or seven thirty p.m. Six oh, p.m. or seven thirty. Book it. Book that shit. I will hook then that book up. a couple of seats either side. <laughs> <laughs> Surely they'll have it still marked off. They so will still COVID rule it. But yeah, yeah no, it is. Uh, the cinema is available as of tomorrow. Time to watch Shang-Chi. Yay. So Congratulations, nice. no people of to, general. I no longer of have to. Greater see. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer have to listen to everybody say how great it is and how wonderful yeah. it is and void screenshots and anything of it. But yeah. Also, I think, you know, Killmonger was just way too comfortable that rhinoceros. That seems like you picked that up way too quick. Look, don't you know that um, 
the Navy SEALs have rhinoceros riding training. Oh, okay. You, you know what I hated? Wakanda forever. Yeah, that was, that was way over the top. It's like, oh, feels wrong when I'm you like, say it. I'm like, why is he saying that? Especially why after he, he murdered know? Chichala. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, get that shit out of there. Yeah, you know, and then well, he's just like playing it up to win over the, all the people. Well, no, but the thing is, right? That fight wouldn't his same plan kind of pan out if he had just saved T'Challa? Like, no, because you want to be the Black Panther. I guess, but by the way, um, Chadwick Boseman was in this still, so we're yeah, still, he got credited. Still. Still chugging along on the which will which is, be which Chadwick Boseman's kind last of, thing, which is kind of sad because I wish this they just left the yeah it's kind of weird romantically like, romantically I wish they had left the zombie one either to the end or to have his final words be in that episode and the way that episode ends I think from a romantic kind of point I mean, of view with cinema I mean it's like not it's, terrible what he says here like whatever about power corrupting especially power suddenly gotten can be very volatile. Yeah, he says it very beautifully. With yeah, but, and stuff, like, but the, what, the way yeah, it's not as cool was... as the last episode. Yeah. Or even if it was just the Star Lord episode, like that was the last time we saw it. That would have been cool. It's like I feel like that we'll have to surely get a message when it's actually his last episode. I get and I mean, well, I, rumor I mean, is well, the final like... episode is meant to be some massive team up. So Yeah, like so yeah. Well, do you want to cover? Do you want to cover that trailer real quick? I haven't watched before it. Before we wrap this up, okay, never mind. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about. It. Well, my quick two cents on it is: in the trailer, they show Agent Carter, Carter. and they show what looks like her teaming up what? with Captain Carter. Uh, Cap- Captain Carter. Sorry, they sh- it seems like Captain Carter is teaming up with uh, T'Challa, Guardians of the Galaxy T'Challa. So Star-Lord it seems like Chichala. maybe Star Lord Chichala, whatever we're calling, it. yeah. Um, it's it seems like those ones are connected. So maybe they're doing a what if these these universes are actually connected and they're going to do a, uh, an Avengers of this universe. Yeah, yeah. And that could be the last episode, is what the trailer looked like to me. Yeah, I, I had a hunch that could be the case. So yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention about this episode? Uh, voice cast was all pretty good. Everyone, so quick a quick rundown since I seem to message mm. it every time. I, whatever, but uh, Killmonger, of course, Michael B. Jordan, Happy Hogan was John Favreau, T'Challa, as we mentioned, was Chadwick Boseman, Queen Ramonda was Angela Bassett. Oh, loved seeing her get to kick some arseness, even though it was animated. But yeah. we don't get to see that in the well, maybe in even the sequel. Her, Who knows? But even her being Black like Panther kind of forever. reverently referred to as general, like that was yeah. that was cool. That was nice. Yeah, yeah I did enjoy that. Uh, Koye was Danny Danny. Uh, Guerrero. Uh, Ulysses Claw, of course, Andy Serkis. Rhodey was Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's proven he's happy to show up and do anything Marvel related, even if it's for five minutes, so that's fine. Uh, uh, Paul Bettany was Jarvis. I didn't know if that was a reused line, but apparently was Paul Bettany. Uh, and then you get. I mean, into, if it was a reused line, they still would have credited as Paul Bettany, I think. Would they, though? Because usually it says. Oh, um, that's true. Like you archive footage. Any or clips. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Christine Everhart was Les- uh, you got Leslie Bibb. John Cart Caney was T'Chaka. So you've got the actual T'Chaka in this. Mm. Uh, but then you get into the people who weren't themselves. So Mick Wingert was Tony Stark. Obadiah Stone was Kiff van der Heuvel. Uh, Pepper Potts was Beth Hovert. General Ross was Mike McGill. And Shuri was Ozimoe- Ozzy- Ozomaya Akaga. Okay. That actually makes sense because um, so, yeah. it's 
Shuri was much younger in this, so it seems it'll be like she was much 12. younger, yeah, quite younger, like yeah. Mm. So it makes sense. It made, was another actress, so uh, yeah. Let us know what you thought of this week's episode of What If uh, by going to explosion.com slash Twitter and letting us know on Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. If you want to help us out here at all new Marvel Cast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser or tell people about the show. And if you like this episode and thought it was worth a dollar, head on over to our coffee page at explosion.com slash support and buy us a coffee. So make sure you watch the next episode of What If and join us next time for another all new Marvel cast. <laughs>